live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Let me explain why I think it makes sense to vote for this omnibus bill. First, I'm convinced that this will cost less money than if we kick the can down the road until next year. The House Republicans say that they want to craft a budget, but they haven't yet been able to select a speaker. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to take on the budget for this year as well as the next year at the same time. And by the way, even if they could take on those two things at the same time, it'd need Democrats in the Senate to pass it. And so in the final analysis, I'm convinced that if we don't pass this omnibus, we're going to see a deal that costs more money. So this omnibus will cost less than if we don't pass it. And by the way, the omnibus of $1.7 trillion is about one-third of government spending. It's not the whole government spending. It's one-third. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, entitlements are two-thirds, and it's the two-thirds of federal spending that's adding to our deficit and debt. Now, second, there's another reason I think it makes sense to vote for the omnibus, and that is I agree with a lot of the things that are in it. Military spending is going to go up by 9.5%. I agree with that because of Russia and China's aggression and because of our depleted and decaying Navy, Air Force, and ground-based nuclear deterrent and because we've fallen behind Russia and China in technologies like hypersonics. The domestic spending in the bill grows at 5%, which is less than inflation. Now, a lot of things in the bill I don't like. There are always things that a Republican is not going to like in a bill that has to be agreed to by both parties. We get things we like, they get things they like. Here's some of the things I like. I like the Electoral Count Act to prevent any further effort to overthrow a presidential election. Well, there that is. I don't want Kamala Harris choosing the next president. I agree with $23 million going for central Utah water projects. $1 billion nationwide goes for wildfire management. Preserving $80 million for Utah hospitals and retaining support for our rural hospitals is something I also like. $500 million for PILT. Funding for Hill Air Force Base, its F-35 program, and its Minuteman Missile Replacement Program. The Bonneville Shoreline Act. The Colorado River Recovery Act. $385 million for children's hospitals, medical education. $90 million for Utah State University Research Project. Now, that's just a partial list. And as you probably know, I've been either an author or negotiator on, uh, on most of those. So, in total, my opinion is this bill is better than what we get if we vote against it. Well, it'll be less okay. expensive, all right, Mitt, I believe. All right, Mitt, all right, Mitt. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you heard what I heard during that ridiculously stupid Democrat wishful thinking statement 
that Mom Jeans Mitt Romney, one of the biggest rhinos of the Republican Party, just made. I don't know if you heard what I heard. Let's go back to the video uh, and see if we heard the same thing. Maybe, maybe play it a little louder. Maybe play it in slow motion. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is what I heard. Let's go back uh, to the video if we can. There it is. There I'm it. a loser. That's what it is. I'm a loser. Oh, that makes more sense. And I'm not what I appear to oh, okay, that makes far more sense now that I hear it again uh, with the volume up a little bit because that's really all he said. I'm a loser. What, what is he? First of all, he's saying vote for this omnibus bill, and he's talking about all the great things that Utah gets out of the omnibus bill. I wonder if he's talking about all the money that goes to, uh, I don't know, transgender studies. I wonder if he's talking about all the money that goes towards Illegal aliens. I wonder if he's talking about all the money that goes to Ukraine that he voted for. No. No. And the great thing about this is, ladies and gentlemen, and this this is mom jeans Mitt Romney gearing up for a presidential run. You remember what I told you last week before the Christmas break? Romney says if he runs, he'll win. Guess who is urging him to run for president of the United States in 2024? Let's take a guess. Old Mitch McConnell. That's right, the chinless wonder himself. I think you run president be a good idea. Uh, he's got my total support. Mitt Romney is going to run for 2024 president. And if that is not a blessing, if that is not a, a, a dream come true, can you imagine the subject matter? Can you imagine the memes that are going to come from Donald J. Trump literally stomping this guy into a political oblivion, ladies and gentlemen? Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney, we don't want to hear anything from you, but we desperately want to see you get stomped by Donald J. Trump. Do you remember what Donald Trump said about Mitt Romney? Donald Trump said, Mitt Romney is the reason that Obama won the presidency. Now, now that we know that to be somewhat true because of the fact that they rigged elections for how long, but he said, um, Mitt Romney is the reason that we got Barack Hussein Obama because Mitt Romney gave up in the last month or so of that campaign. He said, and Mitt Romney would come to me and beg me for an endorsement. And do you remember what Trump said about Romney? He said, I could have told you to get on your knees, take it how you want, and you would have done that for my endorsement. So let's, let's let the show begin. But that is Mitt Romney putting out his thoughts as if anybody on planet Earth is interested. I have a... Uh, I have a, a spoiler alert for you here, Mom Jeans Mitt Romney. Nobody cares. Ah, I do, however, want to see you get absolutely trounced by Donald J. Trump. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. I am your ever so humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of this show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is a blessing and an honor to be here doing this job for you every single day. Whether it's good news, whether it's bad news, we only, only give the truth here, and we leave with good news because the good news is the gospel, ladies and gentlemen. And we start out with it, we leave with it, and we surround our whole show with it. Amen? Uh, in the comments section, let me know who you are, where you are from, where you're watching, what you're watching on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, most people, I would assume, are watching on Rumble, but let's go to the Rumble Rants uh, section right now, and let's see who's chiming in from all across the country. Nancy says, nobody cares. Amen. Nobody cares, Mitt Romney. I snagged a Trump card and won a Zoom call with President Trump. 
What do you want me to ask him, said Weiser. Ask him if he'll come on uh, LFA TV. That's what, we, what you should ask him. Jeremy, when does Lake get to Supreme Court? Before certification? We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. All right? Who else we got in here? Uh, no bill should be more than four, or should be 4,000 pages. Amen. Tracy watching from Oklahoma. We've got Jay Law watching from Nevada. God bless. Uh, let's see who else we got in here. So many people. Tonja or Tonya from Arizona. How you doing? Arizona in the house big time always. Indiana in the building. Cat lady. How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, Barb Naylor says, oh my, OMG, Romney sucks. Amen. That is a true statement. That is a true statement. We've got Bev from Tennessee. Carol from Missouri, it looked like. I don't know. It's going super, super fast. I'm trying to catch them all. Michigan in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Rotten Rona. Rona. <laughs> yes, Rotten Rona. Jan from Florida is watching. Big shout out to Jess Robson from Australia. How you doing, Jess? Good to see you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, big prayers to everybody in the Midwest and around the country who are dealing with this freezing this major, uh, you know, climate change that's going on around the world, the global warming. But seriously, prayers for everybody. Melissa from Pennsylvania watching. Big shout out to Donnie. Shout out to SW Dream. Good to see you. Thank you very much. We've got PM Reese watching from Minnesota. Lisa from Indianapolis. We've got Jody watching from Northwest Ohio. Folks, you guys are all over the place. I love it. I'm ready for a little bit of good news. How about you? I'm ready for good news. But before we get to good news... I've got a lot of people that sent a lot of gifts that we just got in the mail today. So I apologize if you've been waiting uh, to see if we have confirmation. Paul and Cynthia Mangles, thank you very much for the Christmas card and your donation. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Please share this video out. Get it out to everybody, ladies and gentlemen. We've been really short on the shares. We've been really short on the rumbles. I assume it's because people are doing the, doing the holidays and, you know, leaving politics alone. But either way, if you could share it out, I appreciate it. Miranda Dolan, thank you so very much for everything that you sent my children, my mother, everybody. And so many of you sent Eli and, uh, and Frankie and all the other show hosts uh, presents. You guys are wonderful. Susan Dolce, thank you very much for the card and the donation. Mary D'Agostino, another one. Thank you very much for the card, the gifts for Lily, the gifts for my mom, everybody. You're just wonderful. Thank you, Mary. We love you. Amanda Collins, she sent the muffins. She sent some banana muffins. Guess what? I ate them all because nobody else liked them, and I love bananas. So thank you, Amanda. God bless you. Thank you for the, uh, the gifts. Larry and, um, Larry and Medina Knip, thank you very much for the dum-dums. Rosa, thank you for the Christmas card and the gifts. I sent Rosa a beautiful picture of Lily uh, with some of her gifts back to Rosa, and thank you so very much. Diana Boggin, thank you for the letter. Um, having a hard time with the Locals app. Baptized at 67 because of this show. Unbelievable. Second Christmas as a widow. Husband died of cancer. Diana, we love you. We'll be praying for you. Thank you very much for... Uh, for divulging, you know, that personal information. We love you and we are part of your family and we are praying for you. Thank you very much. Uh, Ed Evans, thank you for the donation um, to help with the, uh, the hospital bills that we have experienced lately. We appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Jim and Barbara Peters, as always, God bless you and thank you. Um, she's uh, in the card. She says, just for us, she says in the card. Uh, for me and Sabrina. Marlene Chico, thank you very much for the Christmas card and the donation. So many of you. Um, I apologize. Bear with me here. Arthur Seller, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Gaynell Joyce, God bless you and thank you. Candy 
Edmiston, thank you very much. And Amanda and Caden Collins, thank you very much. Caden uh, colored an awesome picture of Snoopy. Thank you so much. I got a great hat in the mail as well that I'm wearing tomorrow on the Rise Up show that said uh, it says that uh, I'm saved. I'm abs- I'm, I, I just I cannot thank all of you enough for all your kindness. Uh, through the holidays, my wife and I sat and, 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 and talked to our kids about all of you, the LFA family, and we talked about how close of a family we've been over the last two years. And our kids don't really know much about this show and about what goes on. But we explained to our kids that we have a Slurp Fund. We explained what that Slurp Fund does and who it helps and how many people it has helped. And my kids, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, I got to say, my kids were all like, you know, they want to help donate to the Slurp Fund. They, they do odd chores around the neighborhood and they get paid for it and they want to help people out. And, and it's, just, it's just another thing of like courage is contagious Kindness is contagious. Christianity is definitely contagious. And I think that's why most people in the country are so afraid of Christianity. They're so afraid they're going to catch the gospel. They're going to catch joy. And misery loves company, right? Misery loves company. Uh, Scotty, I take it you've not received my package yet. Not yet, Scotty. If I didn't mention you, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, But the mail's slow. The mail is very slow. And as soon as we do, brother, uh, we'll let you know. Uh, But again, ladies and gentlemen, people are afraid to catch the gospel. You know what I mean? And uh, we want to spread it like no other. So, you know, perfect time, right? Let's go to the Lord. Jesus calling, ladies and gentlemen, on this beautiful December 27th, two days after Christmas, as we uh, continue to celebrate Jesus during this Christmas season. Um, I want all people to revere my name, regarding it as sacred because it represents me. Since you honor my name, you are free to enjoy the good things that I have promised. Healing in the intimacy of my presence, exuberant joy that cannot be contained, and much more. As you bask in these delightful blessings, remember to tell others about your glorious king. Then you can also become worshipers who praise my holy name. Malachi 4.2 But unto you... Who revere and worshipfully fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and his beams. And you shall go forth like calves from the stall and leap for joy. And from Exodus 27, you shall not misuse the name of your Lord, the, uh, of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And that's why when we talk about saying OMG and stuff like that, like it sounds like nothing, right? But to God, you are misusing his name. You are not using it with due honor. And that is true, ladies and gentlemen. Before you turn out the light, conduct yourself so that my name is upheld in both your conversations and your actions. Godly Jews won't even speak the name that we speak when we say Yahweh because it's so holy. So... Remember, our standards and God's standards are two very, very different things, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Your lips to his ears. One big, huge LFA family. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And folks, we talked a little bit about that kingdom this morning, didn't we? We talked about that kingdom, what to expect when we get to heaven. All in Revelation, ladies and gentlemen. All in Revelations. We're going to get more into that as we get more in depth in these uh, Rise Up podcast shows every morning. And I pray that each of you can join in in the morning times. Maybe before you go to work. Maybe before you get ready to start the day and do your, uh, do your daily chores. Whatever it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, OMG can be, gosh, yes it can. It can, definitely. It definitely can. But I'm speaking of actual saying OMG. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you can join us on Rise Up every morning. It's a great start to the day. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's lift up our cups and let's get into American politics, shall we? First and foremost, here we go. The judge has denied Katie Hobbs' request to sanction Carrie Lake over the election lawsuit, which would have uh, basically awarded her $500,000 plus dollars, ladies and gentlemen, it isn't happening. Lake will be required to reimburse Hobbs no more than $33,000 for some costs during the trial because she lost the case. However, the sanction and the $500,000 she was going for ain't happening. Judge Peter Thompson, who caved to, I can only guess, a man named Mark Elias, on Tuesday rejected uh, Democrat Katie Hobbs' request to sanction her former opponent, Republican nominee, I would say she's not just a former opponent because Carrie Lake is continuing with this fight. We'll talk about that next as she joined um, the war room today. And um, Hobbs in her official capacity as both Secretary of State and now Governor-elect, along with Maricopa County, filed the request to force Lake and her legal team to pay the attorney's fees for all parties in the election lawsuit, which the county and Hobbs said was groundless and in bad faith. Quote, there is no doubt that each side believes firmly in its position with great conviction, Thompson said. Wow, what a cop out there. In his ruling Tuesday, The Hill reported, he said Lake did not provide clear and convincing evidence, but did not reach the standard for sanctions to be imposed. So here we go. Lake did not provide clear and convincing evidence. Is getting the director of the elections to admit his perjury or his cover-up 24 hours apart from each other, is that not providing clear and convincing evidence? Is showing the testimony of thousands and thousands of people that didn't get to vote, is showing that these machines literally disenfranchised people, I don't know how that's not showing clear and convincing evidence, but he said either way, it did not reach the standard for sanctions to be imposed, okay? He said Lake will be required under Thompson's ruling to reimburse Hobbs $33,000 for some costs during the trial. The bulk of the fees is for expert witnesses that Hobbs called in. Lake, who argued that the Maricopa County midterm election was riddled with equipment and procedural errors, has vowed to appeal the court's decision after she lost her election lawsuit on Saturday. Speaking of which, let's go to that now. She joined um, one of the leaders in our movement on the ground, Steve Bannon. She joined his show on the War Room on Real America's Voice. Let's go to that clip now. Oh, the floodgates are going to open up. I mean, we know how bad it is here because we're suffering under Joe Biden's policies and a lack of leadership here in Arizona Talking to about the border, take obviously. control of the border, which we have a right to do under the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10. But we don't have uh, anybody in our government who's willing to do that and protect the people. 
we are going to see the floodgates open wide up. We're going to open wide and we're going to see people pour in like we've never seen before. And watch as we watch the drug addiction and the drug overdoses go even higher. You talked about the numbers, Steve, that you just got. November was the worst month. Wait until we see the new numbers on fentanyl overdoses, which is taking out a generation of young people. That's going to skyrocket. The cartels control Arizona. The voters went to the ballot box in November because they're fed up. And the only way to stop me from stopping the cartels was to steal an election. It's all intertwined. And we're going to watch crime go through the roof even higher than it is. We're going to watch people literally in shock when they see what happens to this great state of Arizona. If they think it's bad now with the southern invasion at our border, it's going to get only worse here in real short order, like within, I think, 24 hours of them lifting this. We'll see big changes. I, I want to make sure the global audience that watches the show understands something with Carrie Lake. I mean, with uh, with Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is running, and one of the people on her ticket was actually a lawyer for the cartel, right, who ran for secretary of state, who would be managing the elections in the future, was a, was a lawyer for the cartels. Your, your message was so powerful that Abbott immediately said, oh, I'm going to declare an invasion on the southern border, too. I'm going to declare now. Was not, I'm going to declare right, an invasion on the southern right border. And just, we'll we'll put- go back to this in a minute. We'll go back to this in a minute. Now, did you hear what Steve just said? Steve said one of the attorneys for Katie Hobbs is also the attorney's for the, or, or an attorney for the cartels. Ben tried to tell the world the cartels own our border state politicians. We know that. But to have the same attorney working on this election fraud case for Katie Hobbs representing the cartels, you tell me, you tell me who's really in charge of these border states. Carrie Lake was going to stop a billion-dollar organization, human sex trafficking and drug trafficking, at, a, at a, an alarming rate. But what Steve says is your powerful message actually pushed Abbott to do this. And uh, Ducey, he tried to put, uh, for a little bit there, he tried to put up the, the, the containers but caved on that. But I just want to go back, I want to go back to this interview because I thought it was a great interview. And we're going to have Carrie back on as well here, hopefully, probably in the next couple weeks. And I'm gonna, I have a lot of questions for her, too. It'll be her third visit here. But until then, uh, this is the next best thing that we got. So let's go back to this, uh, this conversation that her and Steve Back up. The Mack trucks down the border. He was so humiliated by what you did. Is there any doubt in your mind that Katie Hobbs is by far the most radical person ever to seek office in the United States, high office, about the sovereignty of the country and the sovereignty of the states that she would purport to lead, ma'am? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's more radical than Gavin Newsom. And she's more dangerous because I don't think she's got a high IQ. I don't think she even realizes what the (laughs) heck's going on on the border. And she has no policy to change it. Her policy is to pour more money in down there to help uh, bring in more people and, and deal with the crowds of people coming over rather than stop it turn people around and say, do not enter. We're taking back control of the border. All right. Now, we she- know Carrie is, fight, uh, is fighting this in appeals court, and she's going to take it all the way to Supreme Court. Now, somebody asked earlier, will this make Supreme Court before certification? It, uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Because you would have to go to appeals court and almost have like a, a retrial. I mean, not, not fully because you already had the first trial, but you'd almost have like to have, have like a retrial, right? And then after that, 
you'd have to go to Supreme Court. That's a, that's that's appeals court. Then you'd go to Supreme Court if you didn't get the ruling you wanted there. So I doubt that very much. You'd literally have to have like 24-hour turnarounds, and we know how that works, right? However, the title of today's show, Supreme Court Keeps Title 42 in Place for Now. We have until spring. This is big news. Now, I want to go and I want to switch gears to this, okay? I do want to switch gears to this. This story came out at 4.27 p.m. That's literally 33 minutes before we went live. The lower court previously ordered the controversy policy to end on December 21st. The Supreme Court today cited with a group of mostly Republican-led states and ordered the Trump-era public health protocol known as Title 42, which allows the expulsion of migrants at the border to remain in place pending a hearing before the justices. The 5-4 decision reverses lower court decision that Title 42 had to end in December and means that the policy will remain in effect until a final ruling. The Supreme Court scheduled oral arguments on the appeal for February, but said in a statement that the stay itself does not prevent the federal government from taking any action with respect to that policy, which we know they will. But the long story of the, 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 the long story short is here. Now this is going to be tied up in court for a very, very long time, or at least, at least until spring. So the, ble- the, the wide open floodgates that we expected, at least for right now, are going to be, I would say, until about springtime before you'd see any real major ruling. I don't know what's going to happen from now until then. I don't know what the federal government is going to do. But the fact of the matter is, folks, in other words, in the court's view, the Biden administration still has the power and the prerogative to discontinue the policy on its own if it so chooses. But it's still not going to stop the court case itself because the Republican-led states brought this as a as a as a as a um brought this as a lawsuit it's going to be litigated the court said it was preparing to examine a narrow procedural question unrelated to the merits of title 42 itself whether the states challenging the policy may intervene to challenge the district court's summary judgment order just uh just let's let's go through these justices now okay justices samuel alito brett kavanaugh Amy Coney Barrett and uh, John Roberts and Clarence Thomas, all members of the conservative wing, agreed to grant a hearing on the appeal. Justice Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan indicated that they would have denied the application from the states. Justice Neil Gorsuch, the lone Republican appointee not to vote to grant the request, and Katanji Brown Jackson also would have denied the application written in dissent that we are a court of law, not policy of last resort. U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan previously set the date for 20, the 21st of December. Okay, um, that date will now be pushed back for several months until the Supreme Court holds its hearing and issues its ruling. 19 states intervened after Sullivan's decision in November. They have contended that Title 42 ending would create a crisis of unauthorized migration that would unduly burden law enforcement, education, and health care services. Their appeal was denied in December, and the state filed an an emergency application with the Supreme Court, which Justice John Roberts on the 19th temporarily uh, put a stay in. And the justices now agreed that the state's appeal, um, the justices have now agreed to hear the state's appeal and issued a longer stay until their decision on Title 42's fate. So, good news, still crappy that we even have to deal with this crap, but good news. 
Because, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that massive, massive tent structures like the one that Ben Berkwin was in front of that I showed you two weeks ago have been being erected in El Paso, temporary tent facilities, to assist with the ending of Title 42. They fully expected this to end like now. Thank the good Lord in heaven. Thank the good Lord in heaven that it's at least going to be pushed back a few more months. Who knows what can happen in a few months, right? So I do, however, want to go to the border. I want to go to El Paso, Texas real quick because I want to play a video for you from the Texas National Guard there on Christmas Day to show you what they've been doing in the expectation of Title 42 getting ready to end. Let's go to Major General Ronald Burkett in El Paso, Texas, on Christmas Day. And so I tell you, I am, I'm so impressed. Uh, Task Force West got this mission basically on Saturday. And OLS, the staff, was able to move 400 people to El Paso, over 40 vehicles. And what you can see is, I mean, they did it in 72 hours. And their ability to work together is so incredibly impressive. This morning, the SP time was 4 4 a.m., and they absolutely crushed it. Um, Really impressed with what they're doing. They're focused on deterrence. They're focused on sending a message uh, that unlawful crossings is not an option. You've got to go to the POE, and the way they've rolled out this morning and what they are doing is just incredibly impressive. This This is the totality of the TMD. We've got the Air Guard. Uh, Yesterday, they brought in four C-130s, brought in the rest of the packs, some of the vehicles, um, the equipment that's needed today and being used. um, Couldn't do it without them. It's it's the the whole TMD. It's the State Guard. It's the Army Guard and the Air Guard coming together uh, and, and demonstrating that we can be where we need to be anywhere on this border. We can surge in a very short, short amount of time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so there's a lot of reports coming out that the National Guard isn't doing anything, um, but they are. They are. They're working hard, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people are working hard. Border Patrol is working hard. Now, uh, I want you to give me just a second here. I want to work on something real quick here. I didn't plan on doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to bring on Ben Berkwam, ladies and gentlemen. Um, give me a second. I want to invite him in here and I did not plan on doing this, but I just got a text message from him and I think bringing him on right now, it's always good to have Ben anyway. Uh, so let me just give me one second here to get this all set up. I have to do this myself right from here right now. Um, All right. This takes a minute, ladies and gentlemen, because I was not prepared to do this. So just uh, talk amongst yourself for a minute. Maybe get an extra cup of coffee or something like that. Um, so I'm going to send him an entire, I'm going to send him an invite here to come in. I want him to talk about this. It's it's uh, it's all super important. And Ben is the Ben is the utmost expert when it comes to all of this. So. Um, Yeah, yeah. All 
I wish I had prepared to do this. Nothing in the nothing in the world drives me more nuts than not being ready for something. All right. All right, now I just got to send the actual link to the invite. Normally, Eli would be able to uh, assist in this as well, but uh, he didn't know I was going to do this either. So it is what it is. All right. So I've sent him the invite. We're going to bring Ben right in. That's what I love about the fact... That's what I love about being able to do this on the fly like this is if we're talking about a, a, a topic where we need some expert invite, uh, expert advice, we can just get them on the phone. Boom. They're coming right in. Um, do you, yes, I do. Yeah. He just asked if we want to bring him in now. So anyway, long story short, I, over the weekend, I heard a lot of, um, I heard a lot of chatter about the, the national guard in Texas about not doing anything. Right. And I seen some video footage of, uh, of of National Guard literally like cutting some of the fence that they put up. Um, I don't know, I don't know the 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 validity of all that. What I do know is that the National Guard in Texas, under Greg Abbott's orders, are working their butts off. I do know that. I do know that they're working their butts off, and that is all we can hope for is the fact that somebody will actually stand up and do what's right. Um, let's see here, Ben is getting ready to come in, so. Has anybody seen anything about um, the National Guard not, like, doing anything there? Because if you have, I'd like to hear from you as well. Because there's people, I mean, you people who actually live there, you guys would be the ones to ask. You know what I mean? All right, there's Ben right there. So let's go ahead. Um, Ben, you good? You hear me and everything? You hear me? You see me? I got you, bro. All right, let's bring you in right now, ladies and gentlemen. As always, my brother from another mother, Ben Burke. When Ben, how was uh, how was Christmas, my friend? Did you get a new cat? That's good. Uh, <laughs> we already got that. Bro. Yeah, no, we I know. Got, we already <laughs> got that one taken care of. Yeah, we, we, you know, we named it Jeremy, right? Yeah, I heard. I heard. <laughs> I heard. Uh, so no. I'm, I'm I'm glad you're That's here. Good. I'm I'm I, I can't believe that you didn't get the package that I sent you, but when you get it. It's got uh, New Hampshire maple syrup in it. It's got a whole bunch of goodies for you, for you and the family. So we'll, we'll find out where that is and get that right to you tomorrow for sure. Sounds good, brother. So anyway, we're talking about uh, what just happened with the Supreme Court uh, staying yep. Title 42. Great, great news. We also know that Texas National Guard is, has been working you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, doing what they can in preparation for this massive influx of people. We know they're building tents down there. What's going on on the border and with this ruling with the Supreme Court? Well, a couple things, it's it's out of control. So no matter what happens with Title 42, the word, the word has gotten out. If you get to America, you get in. Basically, you've been, the, the people, illegals are being trained by leftist NGOs on what to say, how to say it, the reason why they're dropping their IDs on the Mexico side of the border as they're coming across and that is still happening to this day is because they've been trained. All you have to do, as long as you're not, you don't show up on an Interpol most wanted list, you can make up any story you want. That's why they're buying children in Mexico, making fake families, uh, uh, hooking up with women that aren't their wives, saying that they're their wives, 
and coming across. Border Patrol is so overwhelmed right now. They don't have the resources to deal with it, to even uh, to do the investigation uh, on these people. So what they're doing is within 24 hours in places like Eagle Pass in Yuma and now El Paso, they're processing people, they're getting them in and they're sending them out. Two of the worst things that are going on right now uh, because of this. Uh, last time I was in Yuma was about a week ago. I drove from San Luis, Arizona to Yuma, Arizona, and there was not a single Border Patrol agent on the line. That means that for that sector, from San Luis to Yuma, that sector that sector was completely wide open. And that means anybody, cartels, anybody that wants to come across can come across. Uh, and what, what I've been told by board, my Border Patrol contacts is they've all been taken off the line to process these asylum seekers. So as the groups of 1,000 and 2,000 come across, they're all deployed. The buses go down there. They pick them up. They send them to the processing centers. They bring them in. They ask them what their name is. Uh, they get, you know, get their information as uh, that, that they're told by the people, and then they ship them off to wherever these people want to go, many times at our expense, or they hand them over to the NGOs who continue the, the, the trafficking cycle. One of the things that's not being talked about, one of the most egregious things that's happening right now, Joe Biden it has communicated to the, uh, the asylum judges across America, the immigration courts across America, to expedite the cases. And what's been happening for the last six months is basically all asylum claims as they're coming through are, are, are being processed and being dismissed. And what that means is they are being allowed to stay in America, which means that it's de facto amnesty. So you don't have to have Congress uh, uh, file a new or, or, or pass a new law giving amnesty. If everyone coming across is claiming, am, uh, claiming asylum and then those asylum claims are dismissed, they're automatically then qualified for a green card. And within five years, they can be citizens of this country voting. So that's what's happening as we speak right now. I think the rest of it, I think all the Title 42, all of that's a shell game to keep us distracted from the, the takeover that's already occurring. So so whether they, whether they stay and end Title 42 or not, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands are just going to continue to come across. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, directing them to the ports of entry. Are, here's what I heard. Are they... Are they opening more ports of entry, more legal points of entry? Are they like setting up makeshift points of entry or are they still shoving people towards the already established points of entry so that they can legally come here? Both both are occurring. So what we have going on right now is the, the same NGOs, the same traitorous organizations that we're paying for have, have worked out deals with the federal government to be on the Mexico side to help people file the paperwork before they come across. So instead of coming across illegally under the bridge, we're bringing them across on buses across the bridge. Yeah. And so it's the same thing. It's, it's basically just uh, making the process more efficient. So rather than making it more difficult, this is this whole idea of controlled flow that Secretary Marcus was talking about when I was down there in, in uh, Panama. It, it, we've made it easier. At each point along the way, we're making it easier to the point where you come to Mexico, you get to the border of U.S. and Mexico, and you hook up with an NGO on the Mexico side. They fill out all the paperwork for you. You get on a bus, you come across, you get shipped to whatever city you want to go to. And what's crazy, just came out, Heritage did a study just uh, the last month that said 70% of the illegals, these, these so-called asylum seekers that are coming across, 70% are ending up in Republican congressional districts. Mm. So that should give you an idea 
of what the purpose is. Uh, yeah, exactly. We know their agenda now. They're they're instead of migrating from people from one state to another state, they're bringing all these people in and they're leaving all the other Democrats where they are so they can stay in power there. And they're bringing all these people in to give them more power in these Republican states later on in 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 life um, and giving them. You know, I watched this thing the other day where this woman was talking about um, how it. It is a major business bringing, uh, finding women who are pregnant and, uh, and, and, and pretending that you're married to them and coming over here. Yep. And that family, yep. that family who's pregnant pays a bunch of money to these people to pretend that they're husbands, get them over here. Then they have their babies yep. here, their anchor babied here. And that's another whole, like that, that's a business, yep. right? Just like the sex that trafficking, is. that is a business, almost like paying for family citizenship through a baby and an anchor baby. It's, and, and it's the same thing. So they're bu- either buying children and then they do all kinds of atrocities to that child as they come up or they're by a woman. And preferably if she's pregnant, that's even that's even better. So you pay more for a pregnant woman because you have a like you said, you have a stronger anchor. That yeah. woman, once she comes across, she is given. And again, this is even outside before they started doing all of these dismissal of these asylum cases. That woman, once that baby is born, that baby has a legal right to stay. Unfortunately, we have to. I think at some point the Supreme Court uh, needs to re-rule on that, and, and uh, birthright citizenship su- should not be automatic if your if your parents aren't legal citizens, uh, and that would change a lot of this. But until that happens, that child and that mother are automatically allowed to stay. And if they came over with a man, it's very very difficult to to get rid of any of them at that point. So and that- that's why we're seeing so, so many of these babies are being had a day after. I mean, yeah. it's it's literally they're, yeah. they're, they're having these babies. On the border, as soon as they cross over, I mean, it's that every single day you're having that happen. Yeah. So a lot of people are are going to say, and I, I know they're saying this in the comment section right now. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? More than we're already doing. Can a can the House, if they wanted to, right? If we actually had strong people in the House, like a Matt Gates or you know people like that, could the House stop all of this tomorrow if they really wanted to, or is it a is it we're just we're screwed until we get rid of this administration. Yeah, unfortunately, it's more of the latter. Uh, you, it's really this. It, the the House could, you know, they supposedly control the purse strings, but we just gave one point seven trillion dollars to pay for these projects for the next year and a half, two years. So this is basically funded through twenty twenty four. What has to happen is the people of America have to be, get so outraged. We need citizens down on the border saying this is this has to stop we need we need the, you know the truck drivers that went to washington dc we need those trucks going down to the border blocking it if the federal government won't do it we as citizens we're sovereign citizens we we the people own this nation and at some point the people of this nation are going to have to rise up and say this this has to stop and it also goes back to the media i mean we have to that's why the mainstream media doesn't want to show any of this that's why you're so important that's why uh, real america's voice is so important that's why all of these networks are so important so that the people can see it and get so pissed off that yeah. you need to call your republican if your republican representative isn't every single day shouting about this if they're in washington dc and they're not having i mean this is what makes me sick where are even even the chip i love chip roy where and matt gates i love matt gates where are they on capitol hill every single day saying Joe Biden is committing treason on our southern border. Joe Biden is committing treason on our southern border. And then go, actually going down there and showing people 
You don't see any of that. I mean, you hear it from time to time. Yeah. That's what we need. We yeah, need why don't they Why don't they just call you up, bring you along with them, and say, hey, take me to where it's all happening, and you go show a congressman to their face, look it, you can see with your own eyes. Now, I know that some of them have done it for like, uh, you know, you know, poli- you know, TV optics and, 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 you know, and brownie points with their base and this, that, and the other. But you're right. If you took the truckers, right, and you got a few congressmen, a few senators, and you had the truckers of America down there, and they're lining their trucks up where the fence should be, can you imagine the optics of Joe Biden yeah. and his administration arresting Americans because they're trying yep. to stop the invasion? That would mean that the media would have no choice. They'd have no choice but to cover Americans being arrested, truckers, farmers, whatever, militia guys, men and women. They'd have no choice but to show them getting arrested, trying to protect from the invasion. And I think you're right. I think that's I've always thought about that. It's going to take we the people to rise up and do something. And hey, if there's an organization out there that's got the resources, the money and the reach, I'll join you. I'll be right there with Ben on the border. You know what I mean? I can't do it myself. Ben can't do it himself. We need large organizations like the, the like the 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 people who put together the trucker stuff. Exactly right, Ben. Um, uh, ben, is there anything else that you'd like to say uh, about n- maybe next move? What what my audience can do? Anything that we can do outside of try to enrage our politicians, which is kind of like uh, you know shooting in the dark. Yeah, I mean that's really it. It's it's contacting them, it's supporting the organizations that do like you said, but I really think it's gonna take something physical like that where the people stand up and say, We've had enough. Because at this point, I mean you look at what's going on with the elections, you look at I just came back, I was with Carrie Lake all last week, and the fraud that's going on there, it's all tied together. The yeah. theft of the elections, uh, what we saw with COVID, the lockdowns, the destruction of our economy, it's all the same enemy uh, and the same enemies on our southern border. So it's really, you know, that they're setting the left is setting America up for a civil war. That's what they want. They, no. I don't think they know what they're actually asking for, but that's the direction we're heading. Unfortunately, if we don't stop it, if you don't have free and fair elections, if you don't trust the outcomes of the elections because they're being stolen, if you don't have border sovereignty, you no longer have a country. And so I would just say, keep, you know, uh, um, the guys that are out there every single day, Oscar blue, uh, conservative, Anthony Aguero, uh, Alden Cabello, they're, they're down there. Anthony has been reporting from El Paso every single day. The last several weeks. Alden's down there in Eagle Pass. Blue's down there in Tijuana. Uh, we've got some plans in, in January. I'm going to be heading to Central America, and so a lot coming up. But go to those guys' videos, grab those videos, share those everywhere, support the work that they're doing so that America can see it, and then they, they can stay out there showing it. But you know, outside of that, you've got to contact your representatives and say, how dare you? How dare you be silent as our country is being killed from within? That's what's happening. And And one of the things, too, is you know, when I go out there to Washington, D.C., every time I go, whether it's uh, confronting Adam Schiff or any of these people, they're all right there. They all feel like they're in this protective bubble. Anybody who has the ability to get to these people and make their lives uncomfortable, you need to do it. You've got to confront them to their face. They absolutely hate it, whether that's in Washington, D.C. or in their districts. Take your phone, get in their face, call them out for the frauds and the liars that they are, and we need to plaster that everywhere. These people need to be held accountable. I agree. Until... Until we take back over, until we have fair elections, and and pray for twenty twenty four. I mean, that's. I mean, all we can do we every all day. To, all we can do every day is pray and fight, Ben. You know, I mean, that's all you can do every day. Yeah. I mean, the alternative is not pray, not fight, right? Yeah. And give, if the people give, like give, you, give, the, the alternatives give up. You can't do that. The alternative is give up, right? And I cannot look my kids in the eye or my grandkids in the eye someday and go, "Hey, Grandpa gave up because I just you know." 
got sick of watching everybody destroy and, our country, you know? And, 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 and I'll say this too, we win. I mean, ultimately our ideas win. We just have to compete. We've been, we, the left has had a 40 year head start on this. They, they right. own the court systems. They own the education systems. Right. They own the media and, and now, but they've been playing with lies. You know, they, they have to own all that in order to keep power. Our side is, is based on truth. So ultimately, that's why we're seeing so many people wake up on the border. That's why we're seeing so many people in the black community. This this may be the most important thing. If you have influence in one of those so-called marginalized communities, if you have influence in the Hispanic community or black community, you have to speak into that community. And, and that's like whether you're here, you know, I'm down here in central Fresno, California. Uh, you have to speak into that place. Influence the places that you have influences. That could just be your family, but we have to stop being quiet. The two, the two most important things that they tell you not to talk about, especially around Christmas and holidays, are, are religion and politics. You got to be so vocal from oh, yeah. here on for the rest of your life. You yeah. just can't stop. No. That, that's it. That's where it happened. People are waking up in these communities, and the left is deathly afraid of that. That's what we have to do, reach into those places. Yeah, and I think as, as more Americans lose more of their savings and more Americans lose more of their wealth, maybe their, their nest eggs or whatever, when it really starts hitting Americans – that is when that American spirit will be uh, jolted back to life. It's not yet, not, not yeah. as a whole. It is in small groups, but not as a whole. And when it does, it's going to be, you know, it's going to yep. be more than, more than they can handle. Anyway, Ben, thank you very much for coming on short notice. We do appreciate it as always. Stay yeah. safe and you're welcome on anytime. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep pushing out your message. God bless you, brother. All right. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Berkwam, as always, putting his life and the life of his family on the line, uh, as always, uh, to bring us the truth. And uh, like he said, we've known it for a long time. It's going to take the people of this great country. Uh, folks, before we get into the next segment here, because, uh, you know, bringing Ben on, didn't expect that. We're definitely running low on time. Want to give uh, COVID tax relief. Uh, .org, some love. Uh, they've shown so much love to every one of uh, our LFA TV family members who own businesses or 501c3s. So many people have, uh, have, have had their businesses saved because of this. I see the message. You see the, uh, you see the people in the comments talking about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you had a business during COVID and you kept your employees on the payroll or they forced you to shut down and you had no choice but to shut down, then you are eligible for $26,000 per employee. Plus more if your business relied on the so-called supply chain that Pete Bootyplug destroyed and the Biden administration destroyed on purpose. Same thing goes if you have a nonprofit. Same thing goes if you have a church or anything like that. If you had W-2 employees and you were affected or you know people that did and were affected, then give them this Tax, uh, this website, covidtaxrelief.org. Again, covidtaxrelief.org. They're good guys, and they've helped out a lot of people so far, and they'll help you out too. Uh, he spoke about Adam Schiff. Ben Berkwam did. So let's talk about Adam Schiff, because Adam Schiff has plans on leaving the House now that he's being kicked out of his committees, now that his power is being taken from him, the DNC has decided that Dianne Feinstein is no longer needed in all of her lack of mental capacity that she's struggling through right now. Dianne Feinstein is no longer needed. They are going to push out Dianne Feinstein out of her Senate seat in California. They're going to insert Adam Schiffhead Schiff, and he is going to run for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat 
This means get on that now, Republicans in that district. I know it's a long shot. I know you probably have zero chance in preventing this, but it is going to happen. Let's play that clip of Adam Shifty Schiff talking about this. A moment about your future, potentially beyond the House. It's widely expected that California Senator Dianne Feinstein, who is 89, will retire at the end of her term. You have expressed interest in that job. Is there any reason why you wouldn't run for the Senate? (laughs) Well, uh, I usually ask the question in that form. Uh, You know, look, I am getting a lot of encouragement to run for the Senate uh, from people in California and and colleagues here in Congress. Uh, If Senator Feinstein uh, retires, uh, then I will give it very serious consideration. Uh, It's a a great responsibility. uh, And uh, and in terms of continuing the work I've been doing to protect our democracy and, and fight for an economy that works for everyone, uh, that would also give me a chance to uh, to try to meet those objectives uh, for all Californians. Uh, but, uh, you know, at this point, um, I think we're waiting to see what Senator Feinstein has to say about her plans. Uh, but uh, but yes, it is something I'm giving serious consideration to. So is it fair to say you're pretty close to the idea of running? <laughs> I don't think I want to go beyond what I've said, but I appreciate your asking. All right. Well, when you do want to make news, you know where you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shifty Shifthead gets the dumb, dumb award of the day. He just see these people. They never lose their power. Right. Up until Donald Trump, these people never thought about losing their power. What they do is they transform and shift and they shift, (laughs) get it? And they put them in positions, other positions that they might be able to win so they can keep them in government because you need to keep the corrupt inside the swamp. If you let the corrupt go, then you have to re-corrupt people. You know what I mean? You have to bring them through another, uh, bring them through the swamp and, 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 and make them so corrupt uh, that you spend all this time that you can't never lose them. It's like losing a good employee. Adam Shifty Shift, ladies and gentlemen, the shift head of the day every day also gets the dumb, dumb award of the day. Can you imagine Senator Schiff? Oh, my Lanta, ladies and gentlemen, another moronic California Democrat by the name of Representative Ted Lieu. You know that guy, right? That crybaby Democrat. Well, he had to uh, he's been fact checked lately. So as AOC, so have countless Democrats for the first time in their lives. They are being fact checked. They don't know what to do. So what do they do? They're forced to do one of two things. They either delete the tweet as California Democrat Ted Lieu did or they leave Twitter completely. Uh, Both have happened lately. Uh, Ted is linking to misleading data, Elon Musk tweeted, calling for the platform's community notes to add a missing information uh, disclaimer to the congressman's tweet. Uh, So Representative Ted Liu deleted a tweet responding to the Twitter files after CEO Elon Musk said he was pointing users to misleading data about COVID. Oh, it is so nice. That sound of sweet uh, censorship to my ears. How does it feel? It doesn't feel very good, does it? Because if real fact checkers were actually putting real disclaimers on things, not a single thing that a Republican has put up in the last two years would have been fact checked. And literally everything that the left has put up would have been fact checked. Lou deleted his tweet yesterday in response to reporter David Zweig's Twitter files, revelations showing how the social media platform censored 
factually accurate COVID information that conflicted with the federal government's policies. Quote, the tweet you cite is in fact misleading. People of all ages at high risk from COVID generally benefit from vaccines. Prior natural immunity may last only in few months. COVID appears to be leading cause of death for children, Lou tweeted, with a link to the preprint study that was rewritten after critics pointed out its inaccuracies. Quote, Ted is linking to misleading data. Musk tweeted right afterwards, calling for the platform to put a disclaimer up. Lou deleted the tweet and responded again with a similar post by changing the COVID appears to be the leading cause of death for children to COVID can still be lethal for some children. So... Lou got fact-checked, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Other Democrats are also being fact-checked. Pierce Morgan, as a matter of fact, was not only fact-checked, but his Twitter account was completely hacked. And Pierce Morgan, whoever hacked his Twitter account, put up a bunch of racial slurs, a bunch of obscenities, a bunch of misogynistic stuff, and then literally completely deleted his account off of Twitter. How does it feel to be under attack by a social media platform or people abusing that social media platform for their own gain? Sounds like crap, huh? Speaking of Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, and FBI and the Twitter files, an ex-FBI general counsel who we've talked about many times who had to be, you know, re- um, what do you want to call it? Restationed many times because of his uh, loser role with the FBI and how he's constantly doing things outside the book. Well, he actually, according to the Twitter files, tried to get Donald Trump's tweet that said, don't be afraid of COVID censored many times. Do you remember when Trump tweeted that? And he even said it, don't let COVID run your life. Don't be afraid of COVID. Well, they did not like that at all. Then head of trust and safety, tells Jim Baker that a broad, optimistic statement doesn't violate Twitter rules. President Trump's enthusiasm about beating COVID-19 infection in the fall of 2020 upset Twitter's then-Deputy General Counsel so badly that he unsuccessfully many times tried to get the tweet removed, according to the latest Twitter files. So here you have a General Counsel for the FBI trying to get a social media company to censor a president's optimistic statement about, hey, don't be afraid of COVID. Why? What does the FBI have anything to do with COVID for? The FBI is not the NIH. The FBI is not the CDC. The FBI is not full of doctors and scholars who studied, you know, biology and virology for the last 30 years, even though we've seen that that doesn't work out too well either. Look at Tony Fauci. It was analyzed by reporter David Zweig, who called the exchange between Twitter's Jim Baker and former FBI general counsel surreal. Feeling really good, uh, Trump tweeted after he left Walter Reed Medical Center, if you all remember that. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. How many remember that? What a great tweet. I loved it. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Trump referred to some really good, great drugs and knowledge developed in his administration. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. And do you remember, he did not, he did not cite the vaccine or any kind of warp speed vaccine trial or anything like that for feeling better than he did 20 years ago. Do you know what he cited that was the reason why he felt better than he did 20 years ago? Because of therapeutics and things like ivermectin. That is when they really kicked it into next gear and said anytime they talk about ivermectin, relate it to horse medication and talk about how stupid the Republicans are. Well, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we were right on everything we said. Literally right. On everything we said. Now, because of time, we're not going to be able to get to a lot of the stories today, so we can carry some of them over until tomorrow. But I will say 
that speaking of loser Democrats, we've got uh, corrupt and criminal Nancy Pelosi set to release Donald Trump's taxes in its entirety on Friday for no constitutional or legal reason whatsoever, just because she wants to do it as like a signing off bonus as a see you later. I'm going to rip up a speech again. Corrupt criminal Nancy Pelosi is set to release Trump's tax records, tax records again for no legal or constitutional reason. It won't matter. She has no, there's going to be no ramifications of this other than she just wants to do it. She hates him so badly, ladies and gentlemen, which is why I wish, and I wish and prayed that Donald Trump would have announced his speakership. I I thought that would have been the great, can you imagine if Donald Trump physically was the one to retire Nancy Pelosi and take that gavel out of her hand? Oh, oh, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. And then you could have took anything that was written about her being this legend and ripped it up in front of her right in half. Oh, that would have been amazing. But she wants to literally release these tax returns for no reason whatsoever just to do it. So that is going to be the talk of the town over the next two weeks, three weeks maybe, because folks, they have nothing with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Where's that going? They have nothing with the criminal indictment or referral. Where's that going? Where's the J6 stuff going? Going nowhere. Trump's going back to Washington, D.C. That's what's happening, folks. Whether you like it or not, Trump is going back to D.C. Uh, One more. I have two more quick stories to show you, and then we'll bounce. But before we do, we have to talk about this. The mini tax, uh, tack right mini chainsaw is still in a Christmas promo, ladies and gentlemen. It is still in a Christmas promo. You can still go to TackRightLFATV.com right now. You can still get 50% off. You can still get free shipping and handling until the end of the month. Get your mini tack right chainsaw, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, 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 they are awesome. And you can use them as your assault chainsaws, right? That's what a Democrat would say if they seen you walking down the street with them. Anyway, again, tackrightlfatv.com. Look at that. Very easy to put together. You can even put longer blades on there if you want to. Um, and ergonomically correct, they can, you can change the, the, the direction in which you saw, whether it be a 90-degree angle or whatever. These things are really awesome. Again, ladies and gentlemen, tackrightlfatv.com. Now, 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 before we go into this last video, I want to talk quickly about Hollywood and the woke entertainment uh, industry in 2022. They lost hundreds of billions of dollars in the market value. As a matter of fact, Disney alone lost $40 billion in market share. Facebook lost $749 billion in market share. Just between Disney and Facebook alone, they lost $800 billion. 800, excuse me, billion dollars, 800 billion dollars just in those two alone. Hollywood, the only success that Hollywood really saw was anti-woke stuff like Top Gun Maverick. America is clinging to anti-wokeness. The market value of studios and other Hollywood associated companies, get this, declined 1.5 trillion to 800 billion in just the first two quarters of this year alone. That was a loss of 542 billion dollars. And then of course by the end of this year, ladies and gentlemen, we found out just between Facebook, if you count if you throw Facebook in, it's 800 billion, 749 billion alone. But if you take just Hollywood alone and other woke corporations, it's another 542 billion dollars. 
That is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you mess with the American people. Now, these companies are so large, it's going to take years to see the ramifications of this. But you have to understand the numbers of this. We are making these people bleed out financially. And you might, it might not seem so, but it is true. They are bleeding out financially. Like I said, hundreds of billions to the tune of $1.35 trillion if you add in Facebook as well. That is amazing. I love it. It's God answering prayers. And you want to know why this is all turning around? Folks, 2022 also seen something else. Good news. 2022 seen the beginning of a revival of Jesus Christ in America. That happened. And do you want to know what I, um, what I, who I give credit for for that? It's everybody who fought to stop Roe v. Wade. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to play a video for you. Now, there's one problem with this video, and it's only because he's pro-life, is that Mike Pence is in this video. But outside of that, I want you to see what 2022 was filled with. It was filled with historic pro-life wins, and we were not going to be a blessed nation until we overturned Roe v. Wade. And because of that, since we overturned Roe v. Wade, over 10,000 babies have been saved. We saved over 10,000 babies' lives this year by overturning Roe v. Wade. And we are now in the pro-life generation. I want to play this video for you, and then we'll end here. Here we go. Most historic year ever, the pro-life generation saw more wins than we could have ever imagined. Roe versus Wade was finally thrown into the ash heap of history. Students for Life of America launched some new groundbreaking initiatives and Students for Life Action worked tirelessly in our states to create pro-life legislation that protects life from the moment of conception. Let's take a deeper look at how the pro-life Here's generation the part. changed Sorry culture for, this. for life and made waves in the political pro-life movement in 2022. Men and women of Students for Life, I believe with all my heart that we will send Roe versus Wade to the ash heap of history and the day will come when the right to life is the law of the land in every state in these United States. And this pro-life generation will lead us there. So let's get to work. Friends, that is why we launched Standing With You at Students for Life. Because we realize there is something that all of us can do. So right now I want to share with you this new resource that we're launching at Standing With You. It's an update of our existing Standing With You website. As you can see, it is this is not a political website. It's simply a message to her that she is not alone. We stand beside you and a way to connect her easily and simply to the resources right in her community. Thank you, Governor. Greatly appreciate your leadership in signing every bill that come, has come across your desk. You have been the most pro-life governor in our state history, so I greatly appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Students for Life, for actually bringing this bill to me with this concept and, and leading the charge and helping with that. Thank you to Students of Action, Oklahoma Students for Life, and everyone who supports protecting the unborn. We are out on campus today hosting the No Woman Stands Alone in a Post-Row America tour. We're having conversations with students, talking to them about the possible reversal of Roe v. Wade this year, and talking about what post-Roe America could potentially look like. Why are we still protesting? Why are we still having to talk about this issue? It is a basic human right. Because some people don't want to accept the natural consequences of heterosexual sex and be inconvenienced by another human life and want to selfishly choose to end human life in order to have their whims met. That is why you're still targeting. 
Hey, Pro-Life Jen. We're here outside the Supreme Court today because last night, Politico published an article saying they've allegedly received a leaked copy of the draft opinion from the Supreme Court on the Dobbs v. Jackson case, pointing to Roe v. Wade being overturned. And even though we don't know what the decision will be today, we showed up, mobilized students, and we are ready to empower our country for our post-Roe America. Hey everyone, we're out here in Washington, D.C. and across the country protesting the Bands Off Our Bodies protest. We're here to represent life and to show that bands do actually protect life. Check out what we ran into. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are the pro-life generate. We are in the pro-life generation now. And we are fighting on that, on that battlefield for our babies, which is the biggest blessing that God can give. And in order for us to make America great again, the only way we were ever going to do it, I say it all the time, was to make America godly again. And we started that process this year. We will see a revival of Jesus in this country, and we will see America great again. But it's only going to be by making America godly again. And that is my mission right here on Live from America as it started, as it is, as it always will be. Folks, thank you very much for being here with me tonight. Please make sure that you visit while you can, while the 80% uh, overstock sale is going on. Please make sure you visit MyPillow.com. Use promo code LFA. Also go to JeremyHarrell.com as we still have major Christmas sales, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And also sign up for that newsletter and join me every morning at 9 a.m. on Rise Up, which is a non-political but very cultural, very social uh, social and definitely a spiritual show every single morning. Please go back as soon as this show is over and rumble the other videos of the day. Keep us on that leaderboard. I love each and every one of you. I can't wait until all of the LFA family comes back after taking a break from politics. Start a new year with our full family here every night. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep that head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, keep spreading that gospel, America. God bless you, peace.